It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Or even call into the show, 405-362-7128. Do not forget, if you leave a five-star iTunes Apple Podcast review and a question inside that review, it'll be answered on the show. So, on today's show, we're going to talk about Chris Paul and what he said this week at the NBA Finals virtually. We're going to talk about Adam Silver giving an update on next season and start my NBA Draft Big Board. Yes, we're finally diving into my NBA Draft Big Board. Long awaited. I teased at the last couple episodes. We finally have time to start the process of discussing uh, my top 30 guys. So, we start with Chris Paul. And there's a few housekeeping things about Chris Paul and Adam Silver that we're getting to right now. Uh, Chris Paul, first of all, was named and he's earned the the 2019-2020 NBA Cares Community Assist Award. And obviously, it sounds exactly as the name is describing. He is someone who is in the community, uh, doing a lot to give back, a part of the NBA Cares program. Uh, And so he has earned that award. A hat tip to Chris Paul, who has done so much 
um, for Oklahoma City, especially ever since he became a NBA player. As you remember, he spent his first two years in Oklahoma City with the then Hornets, and now he's back with the Thunder. He has done a lot with Langston University and a ton in Oklahoma City, and then, of course, a ton outside of Oklahoma City as well. Chris Paul is always within every community and helping out and giving back, so he rightfully earns a spot with the 2019-2020 NBA Cares Community Assist Award. And then he was interviewed on ESPN during the finals where he reiterated, look, I just want to hoop. It does not bother me to, to play the twilight, as you call it, my career, the twilight of my career in Oklahoma City. Uh, obviously, he will not opt out and he will not pass up that money. But he just made it known. He loved Billy Donovan. He loves Sam Presti. And if Oklahoma City is where he ends his career or finishes out the string of being an elite player or an all-star player, uh, then so be it. He just wants to play basketball. And this doesn't change anything for me. I mean, for me, it's a nice story. It's a nice sentiment. Uh, but he is still going to be traded. He is still firmly on the trading block, and he will be moved between now and the end of next season. The only reason I pause and say it might not happen by opening day is because we just do not know what this what this offseason looks like. What's the CBA look like? What's the cap situation look like? What is all that? How does all that unfold? And when does next season start? But the longer we delay it, the more I feel comfortable saying he will not be a part of this team uh, once the next season tips off. So it's a, it's a nice thing to say. And, and to me, it further, it further helps the Thunder trade him. Because as we mentioned, they're losing Andre's contract. So that's coming off the books. They're losing Gallo's contract. That's coming off the books. Uh, Steven Adams and Dennis Schroeder are both on expiring contracts. So that's no big deal to have expiring contracts in the NBA. You have the money to sit on this Chris Paul deal. As long as he's not making a fuss about it, you have the flexibility and the the bluff to be able to go to the poker table and say, look, we are comfortable We are comfortable keeping Chris Paul here. Whether that's true or not is a different story, but you at least have that card to play. You at least have that in your back pocket. Chris Paul not twisting your arm publicly to trade him is a very good thing. It's a very good thing. Not only is his trade value at an all-time high right now, but you can financially go into these meetings and say, look, we feel comfortable keeping him. And now, without him publicly demanding a trade, you can go into these meetings and, and say, look, even Chris Paul is, is okay playing here the rest of this contract. So you do have that flexibility now that he has continued to say this, but it does not change anything for me. Good sentiment, good story. Um, good on Chris Paul for, for just acknowledging, look, I'm fine playing anywhere. I just want to play basketball. Good all the way around, and especially good for the Thunder whenever they want to trade him. Because I still think he gets dealt. This does not change anything, but it does help you. I mean, having that, having a, a non-disgruntled player is better than having a disgruntled player. So it, it's awesome that Chris Paul is still open to playing in Oklahoma City. But no, this does not change the future of Chris Paul or this organization's plan to me. But we'll see what happens. Because he is an asset. So if you try to get low-balled in these meetings, again, you can say, look, okay, we just won't take the offer, and we'll roll in the next season with Chris Paul. Obviously, that's not a legitimate thing on the table, in my opinion. So we shift from that to the Adam Silver conversation, which he was with Rachel Nichols um, prior to the NBA Finals on Sunday, talking and discussing this upcoming season. And the first thing he said uh, was, it's unlikely that players will get to play in the Olympics coming up, because 
that would take NBA doing what the NHL has done before, and that is putting their season on pause and allowing these players to go. So you you stop playing the NBA season, you wait and let the players finish the Olympics, and then you resume your NBA season. And the NHL did that for a long, long, long time. They no longer do that anymore. I don't believe that they do that anymore. At least I'm not a big hockey aficionado. But uh, I, I don't. I do think that they discontinued that program of stopping their own product for the betterment of the Olympics. Um, so NBA doing the same thing is not too much of a red flag to me. I mean, look, would you rather watch Team USA take on um, Team Canada, which would be a fantastic matchup, by the way, or would you rather watch the Lakers and the Clippers play, or? or the Celtics and the Raptors play, or the Thunder play. What would you rather have happen? To me, I'd rather watch NBA basketball than the Olympics, but to each their own. I would understand why players might push back on this, players who take pride in in playing for their countries and want to play in the Olympics and want to experience that. But by and large, I think that this is something that will not cause too much of a stir, and it makes sense. I mean, this season will already be wacky enough. I mean, we don't even have a start date yet. We don't know how many games we're going to play. We don't know if another pandemic will come and shut the thing down again, there's just so many variables that you don't want to go into it adding a new wrinkle of, all right, by the way, with all of these curveballs you're getting, we're going to throw you another curveball and just stop the season. And now you're going to have to adjust to that as well. And we talk about how big the momentum is in basketball from game to game, week to week, month to month. And coming off that win in Boston, you know, whenever they got the steal and it was huge to win in Boston, returning home whenever the world shut down to play Utah where – Oklahoma City, we all thought that night before the game was canceled that they were going to take over fourth place in the West. If that season never gets put on pause, does this season's postseason outcome change? So why would you voluntarily pause your season just to play in the Olympics whenever you're going to be back on track, hopefully the next Sunday Olympics roll around, and these guys can all play at that time? It's interesting. Um, I'm not sure if it means anything, but it is interesting. But he says it's unlikely that players will play in the Olympics this season. Now, the bigger issue, or the bigger point, rather, is that Adam Silver says that this next season could be delayed past January. That I think it's pretty clear now that, that the uh, Christmas Day start, which I had always held true, that I always held the belief that it was going to be Christmas Day, that has come and gone. That's not going to happen. Um, I think that the new target date now for a lot of people, including myself, is Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King Day uh, in January. The Hawks have debuted MLK jerseys. Their City Edition jerseys are not going to be MLK jerseys um, next season. The MLK Day just makes a lot of sense for everything involved. Uh, But Adam Silver said, not so fast, my friend. We might push it back even further, and that depends on the virus and, and Uh, He basically was alluding to if there's advancements in the technology of curing the virus, getting a vaccine, treating the virus, any new information that could help them get fans in the stands uh, would be beneficial to just keep delaying the season until that can happen. And you have to remember that basketball as a sport has to be way more cautious than baseball or football. Basketball is played inside, so it's not as easy to get fans in the stands. At football games, we're seeing it right now, that they have fans. I mean, Arrowhead Stadium on Monday night had fans. College football games. College football games have fans. But it's easier to not only sell the public on it being safe whenever it's outside, because all we've heard for a long time is do outside activities and stay outside, um, but it's also easier to have more areas in which you can social distance whenever you're outside. And those stadiums are bigger. The, the seats are spread out, and again, the stadium is just bigger in itself than an NBA stadium. So getting people inside, 
for three hours and locking them in there, it's a lot more difficult to pull off than it would be to have them outside. And you're not going to play basketball games outside. So even though football can have fans right now and next season baseball can have fans right now, in fact, baseball is trying to have fans at the championship series in the next round of the postseason. They're trying to have fans and then they're trying to have fans at the World Series. Even though that's all going to go on because they're outside, the path for basketball to have fans is not as clear as the other two. Just because they can do it doesn't mean the NBA can. And that's what's so important to Adam Silver and these owners about starting next season. Because look, it is revenue and this is a business and they want to capitalize as much as they can, even if that means delaying next season even further than January. I still think that MLK Day or around there would be the start date as of right now. But the virus will dictate a lot of this. I mean, if we go into a second wave where it's unfeasible to play, obviously they're not going to play. So we'll just have to see what all happens. But either way, this will be your home every single day, Monday through Friday, for NBA and Oklahoma City Thunder content. And we will dive into the NBA draft and my NBA draft big board. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you had dial-up internet. If someone called your landline, your internet would go down. Your website would crash. You wouldn't know what to do. You probably still didn't know how to write an email properly 20 years ago, which was an entire mess back then. Super simple now. But back then, emails, total mess. IM chats, it was a disaster. But you could have been going to RockAuto.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need. My favorite part about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars and that sounds crazy, but their website is so easy to navigate. All I have to know is my make, my model, my year, and they'll take that information and only show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I am never wasting money on parts that do not work with my car. That would be disastrous. And there's no point to go to a dealership or an auto parts store because they're going to upcharge you for those parts. Skip the upcharge, go to rockauto.com and write locked on in the how did you hear about this box and they'll know what to do from there. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Go. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Break through your wall. Whether that is mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It's easy to take a 1.5 ounce packet, put in your briefcase for the most effective and focused presentation you're ever going to give, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's a natural, so it's even better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. With three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, uh, chocolate coconut and chocolate mint. So how does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with protein powder uh, that is fast absorbing to get into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on your stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite your work. Beta Aluni, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. Built Go then kicks to keep you going strong. B6, B12, 100% of your daily percentage. Uh, Coagene promotes joint soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED. You'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off your next order at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. So it is time to dive into the NBA draft. And what do we know about the NBA draft? Well, not a lot. 
We know it might be on November 18th, but the date has changed so many times it's hard to keep track. So let's pencil in November 18th and see where we go from there. We know for sure the Thunder have the 25th pick and the 53rd pick. The Thunder also have the assets in the both future pick category and the current players on the roster to trade up in this draft class and get anyone that they want to. This draft class specifically sees a lot of teams wanting to trade out of their first round pick. Brian Windhorst has been all over that story for ESPN, and it's true. These teams want to get out of the first round, and the Thunder have 14 future first-round picks, Dennis Schroeder, Steven Adams, and a ton of guys, Chris Paul, who they can throw into a trade to make a trade up for a player that they fall in love with. Now, the problem with this draft class is this draft class does not have that can't-miss prospect, and that makes trading up even more appealing and easier. Why is it more appealing whenever there's no can't-miss draft prospect? Is because you never know what kind of caliber of player will fall in a draft like this where it's truly a crapshoot. The number one pick that's selected on November 18th could very well be my number six guy. It could very well be Kevin O'Connor's number 13th guy. It could very well be, it's just such a crapshoot that you just don't know where these teams are going to go and who they value. Whereas most draft classes that have, you know, top tier talent, you know in some order will be DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Malvin Bagley, and it'll fall in in some way. That might surprise you a little bit, but it's all relatively the same names going to go there. Uh, Zion, clear-cut number one in last year's class with John Morant going behind him. Stuff like that is kind of clear-cut. With this draft class, it's not, and so it makes the possibility even greater that the best player in this draft might fall below the top two, the top five, the top ten even. The, draft, the best draft player in this draft or the best prospect in this draft, might fall way too low to where you can trade up and get him very easily. And on top of no one falling in love with the prospect just yet, and there's no can't-miss prospect, and teams wanting to trade out of the first round, the Thunder can trade up in, at any moment in any of these next draft classes because they have so many picks to, to deal with and to move up for someone. If they just absolutely love someone in their Zoom meetings and their pro day workout videos and the like. The most popular player in this draft is a category I'm going to use for this draft class and every draft class moving forward because it is important to know the popular name versus where I have them on my big board uh, and then the best player overall. The most popular name right now has to be LaMelo Ball. I mean, he has Lonzo Ball. Uh, he has Oklahoma City Blue legend LiAngelo Ball as his two brothers. LeVar Ball, of course, his father. LaMelo Ball, has, you've heard about him since he was a sophomore in high school. ton of pressure on this guy to be good at the NBA level. He accepts that pressure, and we'll see how his NBA career goes from here. And we'll see where he gets drafted, because I also think that he's one of the most polarizing guys in this draft, because you can look at somebody's board, and they'll have him at number one. But then you talk to somebody, and they're talking as if he's going to be a terrible NBA player and a total bust. So you just never know how any player's going to pan out, but especially I think the LaMelo Ball has such a mixed bag reaction about him whenever you say the name LaMelo Ball. So... On today's show, we're going to dive into my NBA Draft Big Board. We're going to do the top 10 today, and then we'll move on to the rest of the draft board tomorrow. Barring the Thunder hire a new head coach, that will be the whole show tomorrow. So we're going to get through the entire big board tomorrow, the rest of it, 11 through 30. And then we're going to do our first mocked draft the next day. Again, all this barring whatever Sam Presti does whenever he's hiring a head coach. So we start at number one. You know... I had a I had a hard time picking number one because there is no clear cut answer. It does it's not made easy for you. And as I go through and grade this draft, and I have done it all season long, and I've updated my big boards every week, and and looking through the draft up to this point, 
there's no clear-cut answer, and this draft class, to me, does not have that star player, obviously. It doesn't have that star talent. I wouldn't bank on any of these players changing your organization. I just wouldn't. What it does have, though, is a ton of NBA players, and, and that can range from starters to role players, and that sounds silly, but there are a ton of players I grade out as at worst being a role player in the NBA for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. And that's very valuable when you're picking at, at 14 through 30. When you're picking at 15 through 30, that's very, very, very valuable, especially at the Thunder's 25th overall pick. You need those role players to supplement your team. The problem is you could easily, as the Timberwolves, walk away with the best prospect because you've got the number one overall pick. And that best prospect is just a starter caliber player in the NBA. That's all. Not an all-star, not a star, but a starting caliber player in the NBA. And I think there's two schools of thought on who to go with number one and who to have as your number one big board. You either go all in on potential or you go all in on the safest the safest route and who's going to be the safest NBA player. Who do you know for sure will not be a total bust? My number one player on my big board is Anthony Edwards, the guard out of Georgia University, out of Atlanta, Georgia. He's a free, he was a freshman last year. He's almost 19 years old. He has a 6'9 wingspan, 6'5 height, 225. Last year, he scored almost 20 points with five rebounds, two assists, and a 4.7.3 effective field guard percentage. All those per 30 numbers, by the, per, per 40 numbers, by the way, uh, from college. To me, Anthony Edwards is, is the safest pick in this draft. I don't see a pathway for Anthony Edwards not to be a starting caliber player in the NBA. Now, I also struggle to see a pathway for him to be more than a one, two, three time All Star. And at number one, you would prefer you would prefer someone's ceiling to be more than a one, two, three, four time All Star. But I'm not giving you that low floor either. It's tough. What do you do here if you're Minnesota? Do you go with Edwards, who I think is the best player in terms of the safest player in this draft? Not the most potential, but I think that he is going to be the most likely to fill out his potential, which is a starter player, which is a starting player in the NBA. I love the way he drives to the rim. I love the way he can make shots off the bounce. I love the way that he he passes the ball. He gets the job done as, as a passer. He's not, to me, a point guard in the NBA, but he gets the job done as a passer. He can keep your possession alive. He's not going to freak out with the basketball. He knows what to do with it when he gets the ball in his hands. He's pretty decisive as a player, especially whenever he's not asked to be the focal point uh, in terms of the point guard of your offense. It reminds me of Shea only in that way, where Shea last year was not asked to be your point guard, but if you gave him the ball, he would handle that possession with ease. He would know what to do. He would rarely throw the ball away. He would rarely get caught you know, in the air, rarely get, rarely get caught being indecisive. It happened a lot more in the postseason, but he would rarely get caught without a plan. And he would really freak out. And Edwards does not have a ton of freak out in him, even while playing at Georgia with, let's face it, not the most talented team around him at Georgia. It's not like he's at North Carolina or he's at Kentucky or Kansas. He's at Georgia. Of course, with a lot of these prospects, we would love to see them shoot the ball better. Duh. My big concern, though, is his defensive motor, his defensive effort. Will that change at all? Will that get overhauled at the NBA level? Will he wake up defensively? Because defense is a lot about wanting to and trying hard 
and you kind of either do that or you don't. It doesn't matter if you're at Georgia or if you're the starting guard for the Toronto Raptors. You're just going to either play defense or you won't. It, it doesn't matter. You either have that mentality or you don't. And he did not have that mentality at Georgia. For his size, for his speed and athleticism, he should be a much better defender than he is. Does he want to work on that? Has he worked on that? And does he want to give that defensive effort? Because if he locks in defensively, he can be a top defender in this league. He can be a pest defensively. He's versatile. He can switch, especially in this new age of basketball where you need that. He can do all those things, but he has to want to. Does he want to play defense? Is my biggest, biggest question about Anthony Edwards. But again, I struggle to see a pathway where Anthony Edwards is not a starter caliber player in the NBA. And that's what earned him my top spot on my big board. Coming up, we're going to continue to discuss my first NBA draft big board on the podcast after this. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I totally just looked at the clock and realized how long we've gone, so I don't think I'll get to the entire top 10. But again, tomorrow, barring a coaching hire, you'll get all NBA draft board coverage the entire show. So we will get through all of this tomorrow. Uh, but Anthony Edwards is my top pick. Let me know on Twitter what you think of that pick at Rylan underscore styles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. My number two player is who I think I would take as the Timberwolves. Interesting to denote, I know. But if I'm actually drafting someone, I think you might as well go big or go home with Killian Hayes, who's an 18-year-old, 6'8 wingspan, 6'5 height, he is a fantastic playmaker with passes and an ability to set teammates up that just make you drop your jaw to the floor. I love watching him create, and I love watching him facilitate. Good pick and roll. Good everything you would want um, from your guard play. Can finish at the rim, which is a major key to finish off that playmaking because it's all fine and well to set your teammates up, but if you can't finish, then that does hurt your playmaking ability because they know that you can't finish at the rim, so that takes away one less threat that you have. So I love that you can finish at the rim. He shoots the ball enough. I will say I see some potential there with his shot to improve. It's not like um, I can't see a path for him to be a good shooter in the NBA, and that is his goal. He talked to the media, and I was in there, and then that's his goal is to be a good shooter. I really like his perimeter shooting. 29% last year on 102 three-point attempts. I like his perimeter shooting. I want to see that continue to improve. He has the tools to do so. Whenever he's shooting 87% from the line, you guys know uh, that I've been preaching on here about Lou Dort and, and every player. That field, that uh, free throw percentage to me uh, does a lot to translate to if they can make shots beyond the arc. And Hayes shooting it at 87% is a very, very good sign. His playmaking is off the charts. He plays enough defense as well to where you're not going to have to hide him at the NBA level, I don't think. I don't think he's somebody you have to worry about. Oh my God, okay, he's so good offensively, but he's going to get so exposed defensively. No, I trust him to be a defender at the NBA level. And to me, Killian Hayes has the most boomer bust potential. If there's going to be a franchise changer in this draft, 
It's going to come from Killian Hayes, maybe even Denny. But again, I do see potential here for Killian Hayes to not be exactly what we thought he would be. He sometimes lapses defensively, which does hurt your team. And my big thing in watching just these highlights and watching some of his games, I never remember him going right. And maybe I'm just kind of like doing the whole thing where you base it off the eye test and then you go back and look at these advanced metrics and actually you were wrong. It wasn't actually the way that you thought it was. But just watching him, it feels as though I've seen him go right I can count on one hand in all of the, the the amount of games I've watched. I can count on less than one hand even how often he goes right. It seems like his entire game is predicated on him getting left and driving left. And I just feel like it's so easy to, to stop at the NBA level. Um, obviously, if he's dominant with the left hand and he's so good that he can just avoid the defense and doesn't matter what defense you play on him because he's still going to make it, that's one thing. But it just feels like that will eventually catch up to him and, and hurt his playmaking ability if everyone in the building knows, all right, he's going to go left, he's going to go left, he's going to go left. I, I just struggle with that in the defense to me, but that's really kind of nitpicking. I just feel more comfortable saying Edwards will be a starter in this league forever, and part of that, I'll admit, is due to me seeing way more of Edwards than I have of Killian Hayes. Obviously, being at Georgia, I was able to watch a ton more Georgia games than I was overseas games with Killian Hayes. But I've watched a ton of film as, as well from Killian Hayes. And I like his shot. I like his release. He's kind of found a release that's more consistent for him later on in that season. I really like Killian Hayes. He's my, still my number two prospect. But I know that a lot of you are in love with him. So I wanted to kind of further explain how much I do like him, even though he's number two. Um, and and that's part of this draft class, right? And I'll get out here with this point. That's part of this draft class is... There is no star player. There's no marquee star to where you're going to have a totally different list than mine. That's totally fine because there is no right answer. I mean, if you had Hayes at number one and had Edwards at number four, even that much of a dramatic difference, I would be like, okay, I could see it. I could see it. I don't agree with it, but I could see it. That's how weird this NBA draft class is. So those are my first two names. And so if you're caught off guard by that, you better come back tomorrow for the rest of the list. So we'll get into the rest of my big board tomorrow, as long as Sam Presti does not pull the rug out from under me and hire his next head coach, in which we'd be doing that tomorrow. So you'll know on Wednesday morning, it's a Thunder have a new head coach or not just based on the title of the podcast. Uh, but follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Thunder. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.